Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. I'm right now here at WeWork in Frankfurt. And I do have a guest in our series with, together with our sponsor, Invest in Hessen. Could I just call you Eric? Yes, of course. Yeah, that, that would be much better for our international audience. Eric, welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. You're very welcome. Could you briefly introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, my name is Eric. Um, I'm founder and CEO of Acomodeo. And uh, born and raised actually from Frankfurt, in Frankfurt. So uh, I know this place pretty well. And um, yeah, uh, I founded the company five and a half years ago mm -hmm. and uh, still running it and having fun growing it. I see. Can we, before we start talking about your startup, can we first go a little bit to the experience that brought you to start a startup? Because in Frankfurt, I assume we're approximately the same age and we, when we were young, everybody was talking about investment banking, asset management, being portfolio manager, being an investment banker. What did turn you away from it or was it your interest to do something else? Well, if I explain my story, <laughs> um, that's actually a pretty wild ride that I had. Uh, I never really went into financing or banking. My background is totally different. Um, I worked um, in the beginning at a German radio station. And from that, I had a very clear focus on media and everything around media. So uh, this is how I started my, my actual uh, professional um, career um, at the radio station. And then I studied actually something uh, to uh, have my footprint in, in radio and media. Uh, which was um, uh, music business. So there is a university uh, near Frankfurt, it's Mannheim, uh, the Pop Academy, where you can uh, study music business. And my, uh, my speciality was digital um, innovation management. So this was the first part where actually my media focus was colliding with the internet and uh, <laughs> everything around it. Uh, so it helped me actually to understand what innovation meant for the music industry. And we all know that there was a certain disruption happening in that area. Yeah, think about Napster. Exactly. Not only Napster, there, there were quite a few who, who uh, had to change their business model by it. And it was very interesting for me. So um, I, I followed that path of digitization into different routes. And one of it was uh, working at Deutsche Telekom. Uh, products innovation department uh, where I was able to uh, work at some lighthouse projects. So this was the area where I learned that uh, there are some very big multinational companies in this world which are mm -hmm. very slow. Uh, they try to work agile but they don't do so. Um, and we, we may add for our audience because like 90% of the people listening to this or watching this are not from Germany. Deutsche Telekom used to be the monopoly telecoms and mail provider in Germany and then they were split up and now Telecom is basically doing mobile. The US may know T-Mobile exactly, um, and landline, internet, uh, Wi-Fi hotspots, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and I, I think they have a very wide footprint from telecommunication, but they also had their footprint in some kind of different startups. 
So they tried something in collaboration with the uh, Silicon Valley um, in order to, to create um, the new voice over IP solution. Uh, because they have a very strong footprint in client base in the small and medium enterprises in, in, uh, in Germany. And uh, by that they had to upsell and to innovate their own. And that was very interesting because I was part of two of these projects. Uh, which were um, lighthouse projects next to their uh, normal structure of the company. So for me, it was the opportunity to uh, have uh, uh, a little bit more of startup spirit uh, inside of Germany, which uh, was during that time still very unknown because everybody was traveling to Silicon Valley and somewhere abroad, uh, but nobody really was looking into the own markets and what actually that was mean uh, meaning for, for Germany and how to actually implement it. So it was very good learning for me to see that there is a, some kind of communication differences and also some cultural differences uh, about working in a German company, uh, collaborating with some uh, startups from the, from the Valley. And uh, for me, it was a clear uh, thing that I decided not to go further with a multinational company because it was too slow for what I was passionate about. So I started to work on my own and I was a consultant uh, for um, different uh, companies. I, I had my own company uh, doing um, online um, optimization of uh, uh, different kind of uh, point of sale um, optimization. We used eye tracking and um, with the eye tracking it was possible to do all kind of tests. And this was really interesting to see how people interact with home pages, uh, how people interact with video, uh, how people interact with all kind of digitization. And uh, uh, this measurement brought me uh, next steps. And, and in the end, uh, there was this big situation that I had my second um, uh, studies uh, of digital pioneering, another uh, well-sounding uh, um, uh, master's degree, uh, where the idea is that um, uh, this digital innovation or business case innovation um, is uh, trying to bring in uh, the, the classical methods of, of uh, disruption and innovation into bigger um, companies. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, to support entrepreneurship, but also entrepreneurship um, in existing environments. And it was very helpful because during that time, um, uh, together with my former flatmate, Mm -hmm. uh, we had the idea about Accomodeo, and by that we uh, had uh, yeah. practically a university idea that, uh, brought into life. That is actually the point, because you started out talking about like Pop Academy in Mannheim, like a Deutsche Telekom, and I always thought, where do we get like going, uh, closing the ring towards a prop tech startup? Because I do believe you're more or less like now doing a prop tech startup, right? Um. PropTech, I, I wouldn't think so, because the service that actually is used is the booking engine for our corporate clients. Mm -hmm. I would call it more a business travel startup, uh, mm -hmm. because what we deliver to our client base, and the client base is very clearly multinational corporates that have the need of apartments all around the world. We provide them one simple platform where they can book apartments all around the world from one year up to two, uh, from one day up to two years. And uh, this is where we have a little bit of um, yeah, the problematics of how to sell this idea because obviously we have the infrastructure which is necessary to do the, the service and the business that we sell to clients but actually um, I would see us more in the, in the perspective of a business travel uh, area instead of just prop tech because uh, it's more about the 
customer experience, to get them booked, uh, to make the, the market transparent and to make, a, make it an easy, seamless uh, travel experience uh, for any stay which is longer than three nights. So your travel prop tech. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit like that. <laughs> I see. I like that idea. And uh, we may add for the people who are watching this, who are listening to this audio podcast, that a lot of companies, especially when they get larger, they tend to send people abroad to secondments or something like this, where they spend like a month, a year or even five, 10, 15 years somewhere abroad. I just talked to an Italian guy who lives now for 18 years in Singapore and he thought when he was sent over that he'll stay there for three months. Yeah, um, exactly that are the trends that we are building up to. We see that there is uh, uh, a lot of trends of mobility for, for employees. You have home mm -hmm. office, but you also have these projects abroad where you have much more agile teams coming together for a certain goal. And then they just uh, spread across and have new projects all over the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, Acabodeo directly tries to supply these kind of companies with a product which makes it much more comfortable to stay uh, more than three nights. Because if you ever stayed in a hotel for, for more than three nights, uh, this is something where you don't have fun at all. Um, and uh, we try to make it a convenient and professional solution because if you compare it to Airbnb and the private sharing uh, outside um, in the market, uh, you often have to change your way of traveling. You have to wait for the host to do uh, the introduction in your home. Uh, sometimes you don't even have an invoice which you can use to do your accounting and billing in the end. Uh, so this not really fits into the in the um, in the travel requirements of a of a business traveler, and that's where we see this big opportunity right now that there is a lot of this professional suppliers in the market. We digitize them. Uh, we also we make sure that they are according to our minimum standards. And then we make them directly bookable and online bookable uh, for the companies all around the world. And this is where uh, this really helps to do all kind of uh, relocation cases, project cases. But also, of course, um, if you have new hires, uh, to get them to a location and give them an easy start. Uh, mm -hmm. Because then, of course, our average length of stay is around 60 nights uh, during that period of time having a rental flat agreement or all kinds of complicated stuff managed is, is not very um, uh, seamless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I do understand it right, let us think from like the perspective of a startup founder who is now looking for an apartment for people like for two months, 60 days in New York. What would he need to do to start doing business with you guys? It's actually very easy. We have our own uh, public available platform, which is Acomodia.com. So you just go on there. Uh, if you register, you have access as a company account. You have access to our pre-negotiated rates for corporates. And then you can do a search. We have a lot of inventory in some destinations, which you can directly book up to two years. Mm -hmm. And um, also, if you're not happy with the results you see in the first site, Uh, you can do a special inquiry. And then our system goes and matches to the suppliers that are in the same region that you're looking for, which are matching to your pricing, which are matching to your special requests. And then we ask them to provide an offer, which you can then directly book. Uh, this is the, the approach for everyone to start. Um, like 
providers. You're saying providers. What I have in mind is something like service departments, where basically you go for work, you have furniture, you have everything in there. You just drop your stuff there. You start living there for two months. You get cleaning service, laundry service, and um, you only shop your food and you don't need to take care a lot of the apartment. Is that what you have in suppliers? Exactly. So we make sure um, during our onboarding process, there is actually no opportunity for a provider to onboard himself and be directly available online. So we always have a review process where our procurement team takes a look into these suppliers, checks if there is a professional running business behind it uh, that can do invoicing, that the services that we require are included. That means cleaning, but also to have the furniture and... Um, Uh, certain services on site and as well that we have the amenities double check because uh, if you if you know this problem if you're looking for a hotel you have tons of information about a pool spa restaurants everything um, connected to the property but you never really know what's inside your room and that's exactly where our approach is a little bit more detailed into the rooms we have the information if there is a toaster, if there is a, a fully equipped kitchen, or if it's just a small pantry, because that's all the necessary information the traveler is looking for if he wants to stay for a long, longer period of time. And that's what we check during the onboarding. And then if this is uh, reviewed, uh, we put it online. And that's how we make sure that this complete environment of Accomodeo uh, always fits to the minimum requirements and that people can reliably uh, use this solution to book all over the world and don't have to hesitate about any problems there. Mm -hmm. I was now having several questions like, first, what is kind of a trend you are seeing now? Like um, you see more demand for like uh, furnished apartments in let's say Singapore or uh, somewhere in Asia or you see Africa or South America coming and is there still like a huge demand in the United States or something mm -hmm. like that? Let me put this a little bit into a different phrase because we actually have the issue. Uh, we have a very clear uh, client base. Our solution is designed for multinational corporates so that we integrate mm -hmm. into their travel policy and then we supply this corporate uh, for let's say, everything from four nights on worldwide. So what we see in our own performance right now is uh, the representation of more than 16 multinational clients that we have right now. And um, these, they, they, are, they are spread across all over the world. What we can say, for example, is that they have a, um, always a very clear footprint, uh, which is matchable to their competitors, which is very interesting to see because it helps us, for example, to do sales. We, we have one big client. Uh, he's from the, uh, from the technology uh, um, perspective and its big opponent from the US actually has the same destinations where they have their relocation and projects happening. And for us, it's very cool because by that we, we can very narrow um, our focus to the destinations that are important so our procurement can directly go into these um, uh, and, and enable them and enrich them. And uh, for us it's very um, good because we, we can um, have a, a much easier process or aligned process because we don't have the B2C approach where we have to go into a certain market and sell it out to almost everyone. So we have a very clear target group and we help them to supply. Um, but 
what we see is that there is a lot of traction right now in uh, yeah in in the Indian and uh, Chinese market. Um, so especially um, from our German companies, which have their strongest footprint uh, in in Europe, um, the biggest uh, destinations uh, after Germany is the U.S. and then there's already India and China, and that's very interesting because um, from the normal conversations, you never really had the feeling that this is uh, taking uh, so much of, of the travel volume. But actually, we see this right now, it, it is happening. And of course, uh, especially during such times as today with, with coronavirus, um, you also see how this uh, travel changes. And, and, and that's something we are very happy to, to see right now, uh, how, how these companies are evolving and also we are some of the first that, that see if they are changing something. If there is a new construction site they are working on, we are the first that are getting these requirements to have accommodation on site. And that's how we are already very, very um, collaboratively expanding our inventory to, to the performance of our client base. Last question would be like an example of uh, what is now in high-end demand. Like, for example, I could imagine every apartment comes with cleaning, laundry yeah. service and whatever. Um, are there like apartments and people that request like special dog walking service or something mm. like that that comes with the apartment, like pet friendly, whatever? Yeah, I think what we see is that especially for projects, uh, the, the comparability is very clearly to a hotel. They just look for a more comfortable alternative mm -hmm. and uh, uh, want something where they can also feel at home. Um, if you go more into the super long stay segment where you have relocation and you have maybe also longer projects, I would say from three months on, mm -hmm. you also see that they are trying to get their whole life infrastructure with them. So this could be the family that can be also pets. And, and by that you have very special requirements to such, uh, to such bookings. And um, that also is something where we try to optimize it as much as possible. But still you have to do this a little bit different because if you do, for example, a full year of booking, that could be 28 to, to 35,000 euros worth of booking volume, something you would never really do easy online without having any personal contact. On the content. cell phone. <laughs> And uh, yeah, actually we, we have this now. So the first clients which are used to our solution, they do such bookings and that's That's crazy because that's something we never really uh, believed in when we started. Of course, we had this hope. But now we see that uh, the more we are integrated into companies, the more they understand that this is something uh, in, in the idea of the company. Because, of course, the company saves a lot of money uh, by sw uh, uh, switching from a classical hotel to supply to apartments um, because they're much cheaper in operations. And, and by that, uh, it's also in the interest of the company. And then we have these strange situations where, for example, a project of 10 people for a half year worth of, I don't know, 150,000 euros, they book it online. <laughs> And uh, that's, of course, the point where we try to make it not only a digital platform, but also a service combination to make it, but, but to make it a, uh, an efficient service combination. Um, so that's typically where we say there is no computer says no at Accomodeo. We always try to find a solution for our travelers. And that means to include and also to specialize on these special needs that are definitely connected to all kinds of these bookings. 
But this could contain all, almost everything, from a parking lot, which is the easiest part, from people that require breakfast, even if they stay a half a year, um, uh, up to the pets and family support. Um, so this could be everything. Mm -hmm. To kind of wrap this interview up, you are now located and headquartered here in Frankfurt. You see an advantage in that? Um, so as I said in the beginning, born and raised in Frankfurt, um, I, I know this area, so it was uh, a very easy idea for me to uh, remain here. Um, if you look into the German uh, structures of startups, uh, that may not be the best idea to start a, a startup because um, uh, things are a little bit more complicated here, starting from a very high rent, Uh, also, very high personal cost because you compete to uh, existing strong businesses here in the area. So uh, I think starting and ramping up a business could be done much easier than in Frankfurt. But there is a big upside of Frankfurt. We have tons of our target group, the multinational corporates, directly around the corner. So doing our direct sales, this was the place to be. Also, in terms of tourism and, and, and travel technology, most of the strong partnerships that we currently have and also uh, the strongest players in the market, they are in Frankfurt or either in the area of Frankfurt. So this really was um, something where we could easily start to um, get in conversation with them as well. One bigger point is, uh, as I said, we have a German client base that's traveling all around the world. Right now we have more than 500,000 contracted units in more than 150 uh, uh, countries. Uh, so a big benefit of Frankfurt is that we have uh, an airport where we can fly all over the world and have very good connections. Uh, so this is how we um, developed during the last five years and also had our global footprint supported by the location of Frankfurt because we have international employees right now. We have more than 16 different languages which we can speak from our headquarters. Additionally to that, we have employees in India that are supporting the Southeast market, uh, Southeast Asian market. Uh, we have an office in New York, uh, which we started with the German Accelerator program. And um, uh, for that, we, we, we have our footprint also uh, to, to Americas uh, because they really have the need for a local person to, to, to contact for. Um, everything they have to do with Europe, that's not easy and convenient for them. So we, we understood this uh, market mm -hmm. need and we also so, uh, supported that. And yeah, right now, I think uh, this is the setting that we are actually pretty happy with because... Uh, we can do a lot from Frankfurt. It's not restricting us in a lot of ways. And uh, it also is pretty easy for us to connect into all other parts of the world and make sure that we can do our business most efficiently. Uh, it was a little bit more complicated to ramp it up, but in the end, it was the right decision uh, because uh, for a B2B startup, as I would uh, see Acamodeo, uh, this is a better location for us here than any other um, location in Germany. Great. So only thing left for me to say is thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you as guest. Best of luck. And uh, we let our viewers determine if you are a prop tech, a travel tech or a B2B startup or Great. everything. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.